The Daily Tap is live for Friday. It is December 30th. We are going to run through some 2023 predictions. We're also going to talk about what's on tap or the tap list for the weekend. All of the games that are going on in the state of Wisconsin, we are going to rank them from most excited to least excited or things that you need to watch versus things that you don't. We'll figure it out. This is a work in progress, a new segment uh, moving off the gambling because it wasn't that popular. Um, and I feel like by now a lot of we'll talk a little bit about the lines, the Packer Viking line and things like that. But at the end of the day, it's really not that important. Um, I am taping from my phone because I just kind of decided to do this. And so I don't know how long this is going to be. This might be a little shorter than what we usually do. Um, I hemmed and hawed with doing a podcast. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. We'll just let it. We'll just absolutely let it fly and have fun today. Uh, since it's the last day of the year, uh, but pretty much, I mean, New Year's Eve, obviously tomorrow, uh, the support has been great. Uh, you guys have really shown out, uh, the finish to the year was as strong as I think we've had. So it really tells me that we're building momentum. Um, and I hopefully we'll take it into next year and we'll take it into next year. And it sucks that I'll be, uh, in Mexico, uh, coming up here in a couple weeks. So we won't have a lot of podcasting, but I'm hoping, to maybe mitigate that, maybe we get Shannon and Mitch together. Maybe we get uh, Mitch and Murph together, something like that. So, you know, make Mitch earn his keep, basically, uh, especially if we have the Packers playoffs happening. But I will be there on Monday, and so maybe I'll try I always say, like, I'll try to do some additional podcasting, but it never seems to fucking work that way. Uh, it's just really hard, uh, honestly. But that's here nor there. Um, again, just kind of free rolling. Uh, make sure you're following on social media. Tabby the Keg on Twitter, Tabby the Keg Sports on TikTok as well as Instagram. If you're in from TikTok, welcome. Uh, we had a Grayson Allen green screen go pretty viral for my standards. And so that was great. Uh, looking forward to continuing to chop it up with people, Bulls fans, people mad that I don't think it was a dirty foul last year against Alex Caruso, all this other shit. It's so much fun. Uh, it's a good time. I'm doing a Jair one later today, so look, look forward to that. I thought the Justin Jefferson comment was taken out of context, which we can talk about in a little bit. We can also talk about the Tanner Mordecai stuff as well. I wanted to mention that maybe at the very end of the podcast. Uh, lastly, uh, make sure that you're rating and reviewing. If you're not already subscribed, get there. Subscribe, Apple, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts. We appreciate, again, appreciate everybody. Like I said, the listens have been great. Um, I think if the listens weren't great or we had a bad month, I might not want to do a podcast, but I decided to get on my phone and just tape and just go um, and not necessarily do it from my desk or my mic. And I don't know, just was just feeling it. I uh, was happy to talk. I mean, obviously could have done a live or something like that that could have placated the podcast, but maybe that's something we do going forward. All right. So let's talk about 2023 predictions. What do I think will happen? This is a very cliche, lazy, if you will, radio thing that everybody does. Everybody's already put in their 2023 predictions, but I might as well give mine as well and kind of see where where we are going from here. I think personally, to start with the Green Bay Packers, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to stay as the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. I think they're going to do one more year. I think it's going to be a last dance. I think Jordan Love is going to stay. I think they're going to just basically nothing is going to change. I think everybody wants change. Everybody is expecting change. I don't think it will be a tumultuous offseason for the Green Bay Packers. I think there will be a lot of rumors. There will be a lot of bullshit flying around. But I think at the end of the day, Green Bay is going to find a way to keep Rodgers and Love both happy. 
Um, I do not think they're going to trade Aaron Rodgers. I do not think they're going to trade Jordan Love. I would say if I had to predict either or, if you go into my head, I would say it's Rodgers over Love because that's kind of what Green Bay does. Uh, but again, the, ca- the the contract Aaron Rodgers has is very, very hard to do it. And I've said this a couple times now, and now I probably sound like a broken record. But if they were to trade Jordan Love, I think that just tells you they think he's going to be Matt Schaub or Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, it's no knock at Jordan Love. It's just who Jordan Love is, right? If they're going to trade him, they believe that he is not that good of a quarterback. And they could be entirely wrong on that, and it could blow up right in their fucking face. And I think that's a lot of the fear for Pack fans is that if Jordan Love does get traded, is it going to, in retrospect, look awful for us? Um, And I, I totally understand it and get that. And I also know that... You know, there's really one more year left, and can Jordan Love hold his water? But I, honestly, the guy wants to be a starter. He's hearing from people that he should be a starter. And when you keep hearing that and, and everything else, it motivates you to want to just not be a backup, not be Aaron Rodgers' second stringer. You want to be the guy on a team. And I think seeing, you know, Joshua Dobbs, right, at quarterback last night, it makes you want to do that if you're Jordan Love. But I, my prediction is – that Green Bay will do a last dance sort of thing. They'll find a way to keep Jordan Love happy. I think they'll also re- rework Aaron Jones's contract. I don't think they're going to get rid of Aaron Jones. Uh, news talk came out today that Aaron Jones had a nagging injury. Uh, I I think Joe Barry gets fired as long as the Packers don't have a deep playoff run. If they have a deep playoff run, we could be getting ourselves into a Dom Caper situation where the guy just never seems to get fired, uh, which would be brutal. But I, so that's my caveat on Joe Barry. Uh, trying to think. I I'm too early for the draft. I will I will put it out there that I don't think they draft a tight end uh, in the first round. I think they will draft a tight end. I just don't think it's going to be in the first round. Uh, so that I'll add that prediction into the mix. But, yeah, that'll be it uh, from the Packers side. Uh, Bucks predictions, I think the Bucks will make some significant moves at the deadline. I don't know if that means trading Bobby Portis, uh, which I've started to see a little bit on Bucks Twitter, basically for my guy Shafty, who loves the trade machine more than any of my friends, which I, I wouldn't call – Shafty's an internet friend. I don't call him a actual friend, but I have buddies who just absolutely abuse the trade machine, but nobody really abuses it quite like Shafty. He says in his Twitter bio, you follow along, at Shafty, bro. But, yeah, I don't know if it means – trading Bobby Portis, but I do think the Bucks are going to look a lot different come February, come March, and whether that's increased minutes for Marjan, whether that's Kelly Oubre, whether that is Eric Gordon, other guys, I just think the Bucs are going to look a lot different. I think the Bucs know their bench is not where it needs to be, and they do need that sort of P.J. Tucker guy coming off their bench and to really make it happen because right now the Bucs aren't the team that I think looks like a championship contender. They still, to me, are one of the best teams, and I'm not ready to be like, the Bucs aren't going to win a championship. That's not going to be my bold 2023 prediction. I just I look at it and say that the whole NBA is kind of – even it's a it's a parody league right now it's similar to the nfl there are no teams really breaking you could argue boston's far and away better than everybody else but i i think with boston where i have trouble getting home with them is the fact that they have a rookie coach right and you don't always see rookie coaches just figure it all out in the playoffs like when the chips are down when it's not crunching time it becomes a lot harder for those rookie coaches joe mazzola has not been through the fire so that's where i'm not ready to say like oh yeah the bucks aren't gonna win a championship because boston is so much better than them i think brooklyn's scary but also that's the same thing with jock vaughn it's like all right 
you have a lot of guys who've been there before, but are you going to be able to make the right coaching moves when it matters the most? I do not know that answer. So I think those are all things that I'm considering right now. Like I said, I think my prediction for the Bucs is that it looks different. I don't think Giannis wins the MVP as frustrating as it'll be. I think he's going to have a great season. Uh, I do expect the Bucs to be at least in the Eastern Conference Finals. I would not be surprised if it's the NBA Finals, uh, but I do think it's going to be a good year for the Bucs. I think this is just a bad stretch and things will get better. I just, there's a lot, a lot of the problems right now with the Bucs are the fact that they, they've had a ton of injuries and they just haven't been healthy. And said on yesterday's show, but bears repeating, you know, what our friend Mitch said about, you know, will the Bucs ever get healthy? And I think it's a fair, it's a fair question. And it's something that I think we have to think about heading into 2023. For the Brewers, I expect Brandon Woodruff or Corbin Burns to get an extension. I think that's a cop-out. I know you'd say one or the other. I think it's Woodruff more likely than Burns. And then I think one, the other one gets traded in the offseason next year. I think they'll get one more run at this with the entire team. I think they're in a interesting transition phase. I do think they're going to sign a free agent. Uh, I think it's funny that people are getting mad they haven't signed a free agent yet and i i remember being that person i think it was the 2020 year maybe yeah uh, no i can't remember it was last year and then no whenever they signed cole wong i remember bitching to mitch about how i was like they are not doing it like i'm finally on everybody's side and then they like signed cole wong i think they also made another signing i i, I think the brewers are being just fine i don't think there's anything to worry about uh, with that team. And so I, I expect the Brewers to find themselves in, in the mix. And I do think that Burns or Woodruff will get an extension. I also think the Brewers will contend for an Al Central crown. I don't know if they're going to be at play, like a top tier playoff team. Uh, it's just really hard to compete with teams like the Mets and the Dodgers and, you know, the Padres for that matter. But I, I do think, and you could say, well, that's loser talk, but no, it isn't. It's just, we we're playing on a different ball. We're playing on a different ball field, unfortunately, which sucks. And and I do think baseball is going to make some changes on that because right now they're drowning out small markets and maybe they don't care, but I, I do expect that to start ramping up. I think you're going to have conversations on that. Lastly, with college, I think Marquette will make a Sweet 16. I think the Badgers will make the tournament. I don't know if I have the Badgers as a Sweet 16 team, but I, I could see Marquette making the Sweet 16. They're a young team. I think you worry about that in determined time, but I, I think this Marquette team is really good, and I would not be surprised if they're at least playing in the round of 16. Uh, as for Badger football, I expect a solid year, but maybe not as good of a year as people expect. So, I, I think it's going to be a you know ten and two, maybe nine and three year, make a pretty solid bowl game. But I don't think it's going to be like college football playoff. I think there will probably be podcasts that will do about tempering expe- expectations for the Badgers because I just do not see it necessarily being this amazing year, year one. I, I think it's going to be good. I just don't think it can be like this amazing year from Wisconsin. Um. Moving on to the weekend's set of games, and then we'll kind of ride out of here. Packers-Vikings, obviously, is number one. Rivalry game, CBS, 325, New Year's Day. You'll be If you're going out on New Year's Eve, first of all, stay safe. Don't do anything stupid. But second of all, you'll be out of your hangover. Also, most people have off on Monday, so you can have a few beers. You can kind of just basically hair the dog it. I had a few friends uh, back in the day. I did not partake with them. Who would who went out New Year's Eve and then they went out New Year's Day and just rode a two day bender? Um, I think if you're a 
25 to 28 year old, I think that sounds awesome. If you're a 35 year old, I do not think that I would not recommend you doing that. <laughs> but I, I think it's going to be a really good crowd because of that reason. I think the Packers, you know, need to strike early and strike quick. I think the Jair fluke comments were taken out of context. If you read the whole quote, Jair calls Justin Jefferson a really good wide receiver, but also, you know, qualifies that we being the Packers have good corners and we have good linebackers. We have good defense. Like he's like, I don't know. It just, it was one of those games where he just went off and I understand that. Right. He basically is calling an outlier game, which is saying a fluke, which is probably a more dumbed down athlete way to say it. But yeah, basically what he's saying is it's like a buck when the bucks give up 25 threes in a game, which they haven't done in a long time because they've changed their defense. But when they did, we'd all call that outlier games, call that a fluke. That's kind of what Jair is saying. So I am sure Justin Jefferson will use it as motivation, uh, but I, I do not I do not worry, I guess, about like that being the reason why the Packers lose. Uh, I think if the Packers lose this game, it's because they do not take advantage of that bad Vikings defense and that they settle for field goals. And they're kind of similar with the, the Miami game. They're not able to keep up with the Vikings. They're not able to sort of keep up with what the Vikings can do offensively. That would be the reason why the Packers would lose this game. Uh, but I, I do think that the motivation is there. I think Washington, the Washington and Philadelphia results really matter for how the Packers' motivation goes into this. I think if Washington wins but Philly loses, I think there's still a lot of motivation there. I still think there would be motivation if everybody wins and it doesn't break for the Packers. Like, yet last week broke for the Packers. It's hard to imagine that every week is going to break the Packers' way. I know fans of the Bears and the Vikings say, well, of course it's going to break the Packers' way. Uh, but at the same time, I, I really I really don't think that will impact it too much if it's like the it goes bad. If it goes good, I think it adds a element to it. Uh, I also think Green Bay needs to work on ball control. I, they got into a kind of a lack of running, whether it was Jones or Dylan on last week because they kind of got into a shootout with Miami. Don't get in that shootout. I think Packers minus three is a fine bet to make. Don't do three and a half. Um, I, I do think that over under 48, I actually kind of like a little bit better. I just think this is going to be high scoring. The weather's not going to be an issue. I expect this game to be in the fifties. Um, I think it's going to be a really, really good game. All the Vikings do is play close games. Um, so the Vikings did disappoint CBS the last time they were on, got blown out 40 to three. And I'll tell you, we haven't had really a easy going Packer game this season besides the Rams game. So if the Packers do want to blow out the Vikings, I have no fucking problem with that. I will, I will take easy street any damn day of the week. Um, the one drawback, I will say, the one drawback of the Vikings losing to the Packers, besides Packers winning, is that the 49ers are looking like the seven seed. So that that makes things, or the two seed, excuse me, that makes things a little more interesting. Uh, it would be very Packers, it would be very this season, to get all the way back to the mountaintop of the playoffs, and then you have to play the 49ers, the team that has basically haunted your dreams for the last, God, five years, six years. I mean, they're the new Cowboys um, of the two of the nineties. Like they are the new generation of what the Cowboys were to the Packers in the nineties. Number two, I have Marquette Villanova. Uh, Marquette Villanova should be an incredible basketball game. Villanova lost to UConn. Uh, They've been really good since Cam Whitmore's come back. Uh, Marquette did such a good job on Kadari Richmond uh, against Seton Hall. I just hope they do the same against Cam Whitmore. He's, I think, more talented than Richmond. Uh, Whitmore is going to be a top 10 pick in the NBA draft. He's been kind of the catalyst for the the Villanova bounce back after kind of a rough non-conference year. Uh, Marquette has won in Villanova. They won last year there. I think they they feel comfortable there. Or did they win there last year? 
I have to check that. But they have won at Villanova uh, recently. Um, so I, I think that they, they will be – yeah, they did win there. They, I think they swept Villanova last year. They did. Yes. Okay. Uh, so I, I think Marquette has no issues with playing on the road. They've struggled a little bit on, with the Providence game and the Purdue game with finishing on the road, right? That has been the biggest problem. They've been one or two baskets away from beating number one Purdue. Uh, and Purdue has, I think, not lost this year. No, I think they have one loss in the year. And, and beating Providence. Like two of their losses this year simply boil down to the fact that they didn't finish, right? I think with the Mississippi State loss, it was more of they just weren't good in the first half. They woke up and they were, they just, it was a little too late. And I think this is another example of if you get out to a lead against Villanova, you have to close that door. And, and I understand it's a young team. I understand there is not necessarily the guy who is the guy. We thought it was Cam Jones. It isn't Cam Jones. I think it's also Yudara. So I think if you get in that situation again where you're up six or you're up eight with like five minutes left to go, Feed it to Oso. Let Oso cook, and I, I think that'll happen. So that's number two. By the way, that game, New Year's Eve day uh, at 1 p.m., FS1. So a uh, really nice kind of setup uh, right before all of the bowl happenings. Also, uh, I, ha- I have for you number three as the Bucks and the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, I, I'm not as excited about this. I think anytime Giannis plays against Gobert, he tends to get fired up. Uh, Bucks are six point favorite. I think that's a little high for how the Bucks have been playing. Uh, the Timberwolves, Anthony Edwards has done well against the Bucks in the past. I think now not having Towns has freed up Edwards a little bit more. Uh, so the Bucks, if hopefully they have Holiday back from injury. If they don't, uh, it could be a long day and it could be just a back and forth scoring fest between Edwards and Giannis. Uh, we'll have to see. I, my expectations for the Bucks are super low right now. I do think this is an important week for them to bounce back. I'd put number four as their game against Washington, which is on Sunday. I know Bradley Beal's been in and out of the lineup, so I don't know if he's going to play. I would assume he plays one and maybe misses the other. Uh, so Sunday, New Year's Eve night. So you can kind of go right from the Bucks or the Packers, Vikings, right into Bucks Wizards. I think the game's at seven. The Bucks have played the New Year's New Year's night game now. I think they did against New Orleans last year. So we'll see if the Bucks can get that done. Uh, it'd be a really nice bounce back to get two wins against teams you should. Um, Washington and Minnesota are not very good, so you should be able to beat those teams. Those are not teams you lose to at home. I, I get bad road loss, whatever, you know, the home crowd, the momentum, everything else, but you should beat those teams. Take care of business, and you have nothing to really worry about. But hopefully it starts tonight and the losing streak is broken because I'd hate to be five games, six games. Then you start getting into your losing position in terms of the seeding, everything else. Like you got to keep pace. You got to keep winning these games, and especially taking care of it at home. Last two Wisconsin games. Uh, oh, Wisconsin plays Western Michigan tonight. Uh, that's number four. I or number five. Yeah. I, I can't really get that fired up about this, even if I was a Badger fan. Uh it's just a tune up game. I think you just hope that you don't, you know, have a situation where it's closer than it needs to be. Uh and you just take care of business and do your job. I think it's kind of a weird spot to have a non conference game. It's crazy there are still non conference games, but I think there are a couple big ten teams that are actually playing non cons today or yesterday. So just take care of business if you're Wisconsin and be, and beat up a team who should. You're favored by twenty one. Uh there they've had no the only one they had problems with was weirdly green bay who's terrible like one of the worst teams in basketball college basketball like not just like one of the worst teams in wisconsin like 
like all time bad is Green Bay, and the Badgers had trouble with them, but it doesn't matter. You know, they won that game. But I, I just think for Wisconsin, it's it comes down to they they just need to take care of business and not really worry. You know, not worry about what's ahead and not look ahead to next week. They have the weekend off, which has to be exciting if you're a college kid. And I'm sure they'll be practicing whatever, but you'll be able to get to go out New Year's Eve, which I don't think happens all the time for these college basketball or college football athletes, for that matter. Uh, I, I'll include the Horizon League stuff at I won't even include it at number five because let's be honest it's the college football playoff it's TCU Michigan it's Ohio State Georgia I have a feeling both games are going to be close I, I don't know if I'm going to lean that way in my official decision but I, I just have a feeling that both games are going to be close uh, I I do wonder is the big pack is the Big Twelve not as good as we think they are? You hate to use other bowl teams as a result because of opt outs and everything like that. But like Texas and Baylor both looked really overmatched. Is that are we going to see the same with TCU? I'm not sure yet. I have to kind of dive in a little bit more on it. Um, so I'm not going to give you entirely expert analysis. Uh, Georgia and Ohio State I think should be a lot of fun. I think Ohio State. Is not going. They they kind of do now. This is a line in the sand game for Ohio State, and I think Ohio State's going to keep it close. I don't know if they're going to win the game, but they're they're going to keep it close. I know Georgia has been really good, but I, I just I don't know. I can't I can't necessarily see it. So those to me are above and beyond the Horizon League. There's also some really good college games. Uh, I oh you have Arizona Arizona State. You have the Kentucky Louisville rivalry, which doesn't really matter at much. UConn Xavier uh, also an 11 a.m. start. I think that's one to definitely watch uh if you're a big east fan i'm trying to think there were a couple other other ones oklahoma state kansas isn't bad um that's at fog which is always a good place to watch a basketball game just have it on uh but yeah we'll have to see um but yeah horizon league i'm not i can't get there i was gonna do like oh yeah talk about the horizon but i mean uwm and green bay are just so fucking bad um, and like Milwaukee last night got beat by 20 to an Oakland team. That's terrible. So that's can't have that. Um, and then green Bay just continues again, one of the worst teams in basketball. They'll be lucky to win a game this year. Uh, I think they've won a couple, but they, I'm saying they'll be lucky to win a conference game this year. I should have, should have qualified that, but yeah, I would, I would definitely look forward to all the bowl games I, NFL wise. I really Bills Bengals is honestly the best game of the day. And that's not till Monday. So I think Packers Vikings is your second game there. Um, and I keep a close eye obviously on Eagles saints and commanders and Browns. We'll see if we get those games. I didn't look at the TV calendars to see if we get those, those, but that'll be it for the pod. So a short pod today. Uh, like I said, I was just going to do something quick, just quick check in with everybody. Talk, take, take care, stay safe. Again, appreciate all the listens, and we'll be back Monday to recap the Packers game, recap the Bucks weekend. I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about Marquette as well uh, and anything else that comes across the wire. Uh, maybe we'll do Tanner Mordecai also on Monday since uh, I, I didn't do it here. There's really not a spot for it, so we'll, we'll do it then. All right, take care, guys. Have a good one. Bye.